and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion mini-sode. I'm here with Regan as ever. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy that this reunion is over. We've now dedicated a full half year to the Real Housewives of Atlanta, like 26 episodes. That's half a freaking year. I'm going to say I fucking resent almost every minute of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I kind of wish we just saw the reunion. Like, really, that's all we needed to watch. Yeah, I got everything I needed from that reunion, to be honest. And I Absolutely. have to say it was the first ever virtual reunion in history of Housewives or Bravo TV. Um, And I wasn't that sure about how I was going to feel about it. And actually, I didn't find it that distracting. I thought it was, I thought it worked. I actually think it was kind of better than them being all in one place. I felt like they were a lot more kind of open and honest about things because they didn't have to say it to each other's faces, if that makes any sense. I feel like the distance really worked. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit like those keyboard warriors that are twats to you on the internet. You know, because there's a distance, they feel like they can say whatever they like. And this sort of translated because they weren't looking somebody directly in the eye. It was much easier to say what they wanted to say. They didn't, we didn't have a lot of that. You know, when people start placating, they go, listen, you know, I've always really respected you and I've always really liked you, but we don't have any of that. People just launched in with the bullshit. Absolutely. It makes me excited for the other virtual reunions that we have coming up with like Vanderpump Rules and below deck sailing yeah we've got those coming up so I think we're in for a treat for all of these me too I and listen we've been vocal about how hard this season's been for us as viewers it's been boring and tedious and all of these things um as Reagan says I feel like we do get kind of some of the drama that we've been waiting for in this episode um And first things first, we get a little bit more information on Kenya and her marriage and where that's all going and how that's all going. Yeah, because I guess at the time of this reunion, now Kenya and Mark are working on their relationship through like virtual therapy. So they're like meeting for therapy through Zoom calls or what have you. And she really backtracked a lot of like the cheating stuff that she kind of let loose about on the show. She really backtracked a bunch of that. So I don't know. I mean, I think this is a case of Kenya PRing some stuff as well. I would really have hoped that Kenya watched this season back and saw that dynamic and that relationship and the way he spoke to her and the asides that she didn't necessarily see and thought to herself, this is not a healthy relationship. But it doesn't seem to have been the case. She says that Mark has done a 360. I mean, well, if he's that, done a 360, he's just back to where he was. That's a right, full well, turn. That's it. You do a 180, right? Yeah. She does say he's done a 360. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, but also, like, wouldn't he be with them? Couldn't they be quarantining together if that, if he'd done a, 360, 180, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that this is her PRing that shit again. Absolutely. This is Kenya at full pageant tilt. Like, she is now back in control of the emotions, back in control of the story, so she can kind of make it whatever she wants it to be. I feel like we got the real story during the season because she was living it as it was being recorded, whereas now she's watched it back and she knows how she can PR it and, and control the narrative again. 
so I don't, I don't really think anything's changed. Um, I haven't been keeping my eye on any of the social media stuff with her, so I don't really know. But my gut reaction is what we saw was real and what we heard on this reunion is bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to go there too. We got a lot of information from Kenya because obviously Nini, for a large part of the reunion, decided uh, not to participate, which gave Kenya real space to kind of have a lot more to say than she would have, have had to say. And again, I think she was, as you say, on full kind of crisis management mode. You know, nothing, everything had an explanation. Nothing was taken accountability for, you know, doesn't matter how awful Nini was to her. She'd never been, she'd never done anything to deserve it. And I feel like Kenya, again, a little bit at the end of the season, I wanted her to be a little bit more reflective, to look over what had happened and to recognize that this anger and pain had come from the unhappiness that she was experiencing in her marriage. And I feel like that didn't happen. There was no reflection. There was no lessons learned. She's the Luan of the ATL. Like, she's just yeah. back to her old ways. A hundred percent. Like, she doesn't apologize for the shit between her and Tanya. She doesn't really apologize for the shit she said about Cynthia. Like, she just didn't apologize for being a massive dick to everybody when we as watchers could see why it was happening. There didn't seem to be any sort of self-realization no. To Kenya? No, the only thing, the only thing that Kenya apologized for was calling Tanya a cunt. That was the only thing. And she right. did immediately say, I shouldn't have said it. I would never have, you know, fair enough. Um, but there was no accountability taken. And I think, you know, however much of a 180 Mark's done, until either of them can learn to take responsibility. You can't be in a marriage that works. You can't be in a relationship that works if you can't own your shit. It just doesn't happen. No, and you can't be like your alter alter ego, because that was like a big thing in the reunion, right? Like they recapped everybody's alter egos. So there was Nay Nay, 50 Cent, Candy as Salt Bay, and Kenya as Ken. And I think that is very, very telling. If you are trying to be your alter ego in the most important relationship in your life, it's never going to work. Like you can't be your alter ego a hundred percent of the time because that would just no. be you. No. I mean, it's different to like Leah in real housewives of New York where her alter ego is like when she's drunk, she's crazy. Like that's one thing. But if you're, whole existence in that relationship has to be an act to a certain extent. It's just never going to work. And no, you know, it's fucking exhausting. Well, it's exhausting. And eventually the, the mask will fall. And that's when the whole shit hits the fan. And I just, I just wish that she could look at what we all saw and go, what the fuck was I doing? That's not me. I don't want to be in that relationship anymore. No, I think I would have had a lot more respect for Kenya if she had come on this reunion and was like, no, Mark and I are done. He treated me badly. I wasn't myself in this relationship, so it's not good to like expose that to my daughter. I don't want her to learn that you can't be who you are and be in love. Like That's not cool, so we're done. A hundred percent. That's what I wanted to hear from Kenya. That, and that would actually give me all the respect in the world for her. But as it is, I'm like, oh, we're going to be it's just a bad circle. She needs to break that cycle. Yeah, pageant Kenya is not someone I'm here for. No, talking of alter egos, you're right. We had Candy Salt Bay slash also the Bone Collector. Oh yeah, I mean, because Andy's right. This season, Candy got along with everybody, yeah, and kind of put a lot of her stuff aside. But then that's where she got all the tea on everybody. 
and was just kind of collecting and seeing. And I, I really liked Candy this season. I did too. And I think you're right. She got, I think she got quite a lot of shit for spilling the beans and occasionally, but she did make a good point. She's like, listen, if I don't tell them and I'm friends with them, it's like, well, we're friends. Why didn't you tell me that? And if I do tell them, then it's like, why are you telling them that? Like, that was a secret. She's like, so I couldn't win either way. And I think in that situation, it's always probably better to convey the information. Hell yes. Like, I, I, think, I think Candy did everything spot on. I would tell people, because I think that's the only way you can still get along with everybody, right? Is if you're just honest with everybody and yeah. be like, yeah, we're all talking shit about people, but like, you got to move on. I think Candy made a really good point this season where if she could move on with Portia after yeah. the shit Portia did to her, then there's nothing that this group can't kind of just come to some closure with. Totally. And also if you're mad at somebody for telling something, telling them something, then chances are you probably shouldn't have said it or that, or you deserve to get caught. You know, we've all bitched and moaned about it, but you can't get pissed off when they find out about it. That's like going to the pool and getting annoyed that you're splat, that you've got splashed. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're going to bitch about it, it's going to get, you're going to get found out. You've got to own that shit. Absolutely. And you should do. And you know, I don't know. Yeah, but I did like Candy as well this season. I thought that she was really measured, really real. We had a lot of true kind of ups and downs in the relationship, that whole juggle struggle thing I really enjoyed. Yeah. And I think she did. I can't imagine it's easy to be the one in the middle of all of this energy and all these dynamics. So I think she handled it brilliantly, actually. Absolutely. And I mean, she was obviously dealing with stuff in her own life, the real ups and downs of having kids and being busy. And, you know, she had a new baby on the way and she was dealing with her mom and Todd still. I really liked how she kind of spoke to like, how marriage changes when you have kids when I think she was taught, like she was kind of, I guess, defending Kenya a little bit in that, in the reunion that, you know, kids do change marriage and it's hard and it's a struggle to figure it out. And I think anybody who tells you it's not is fucking lying. Like that first year after you have a kid is really hard to figure out. It's the worst. Marriage versus parents and dating and how you keep that spark alive when you're also mom and dad now. And it's just a, it's a huge role change for everyone. And it's the worst and it's the hardest when you're in a good relationship. You know, when you're in a terrible sort of perpetuating this sort of emotional abuse relationship, that's, it's never going to work. The kid will always be the thing that breaks you. So she is right, but I do think you know, kids, babies aside, that relationship with Kenya and Mark has to, it's toxic and needs to go. Totally. But, um, but yeah, Candy was the voice of reason, I think, in this, in this episode. Um, the other thing that I was interested in, and I, and it passed me by, um, I guess, because I'm not as much as everybody thinks I'm all over social media. Um, I, I, this bit passed me by, but Eva got into a, got herself into a lot of trouble, um, with a comment that she made on, an episode, I think about halfway through the season, um, where she referred to them as nappy heads and it got her into a lot of hot water. Yeah. And again, I didn't follow this on social media either. Either It was kind of my first time to hear it in the, in the reunion. And, you know, obviously being a white woman, like I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight, but yeah. I kind of understand. So 
Eva says this, her, her defense was, well, I'm an African-American woman. Like it's my community. I can use whatever words I want to in an African-American community. Like it's, it's my community. I can say those words, which is fine. But I think what was really interesting is Kenya pointed out that because Eva has lighter skin and relaxed and naturally, um, straighter hair. Right, that it affects the community differently when somebody who looks like that within the community uses those words. And I thought it was just really, it's an interesting kind of racial thing that I don't know if I would have picked up on it had it not been brought back up in the reunion. Um, No, I agree. And I would have liked to have had more of a response from Eva on that as well, because I think that that finished quite quickly. And I don't know whether that was editing or whether Eva was suitably kind of reprimanded to a certain extent, because it was a misstep on her part, um, and and it was it was interesting and and I think Kenya dealt with it actually for Kenya in a yeah. really succinct and and straight way and I respected that whole conversation. I would have liked to have seen some sort of response from from Eva, you know, whether that was a kind of an apology, a recognition, an ownership, or whether she was going to defend it. Um, I think that would have been interesting. So I was sad that we didn't get the full story on that. Um, but yeah, I thought like you that was the first thing the first time this came up for me was in the uh, in the reunion. Yeah. And it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting comment on just like the colors and the spectrum that we all live in, right? Like within the yeah. African com- American community, there is still a spectrum from like people who could quote unquote pass and what that yeah. means historically versus what it means now and just all of it. And I agree with you. I would have liked to see a little bit more from Eva on the other side of that and maybe kind of a realization that, you know, it did hurt some people and I'm sure it hurt a lot more people than just Kenya. Um, so it would have been interesting to see that. So I don't know if, if you're right, if it is editing or that was just the end of it, but, um, we'll see. We could probably, probably, there'd probably be some mention of it somewhere. If we were to Google it, we could figure, yeah. maybe do a little bit of investigative journalism, um, which would be <laughs> the first time we'd have done any of that. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously the big story throughout this reunion, which is kind of ironic because her actual presence in the show this season has been on a really reduced level was Nini. And, I I really feel like she's brought something on herself that has caused such massive insecurity that she is now behaving so terribly. So I feel like she's willingly taken a step back from the show. That's made her panic that she's not the queen of the show. And so now this reunion really revealed to me that she has been behind the scenes really pulling some serious strings. Absolutely. And I think it's all about relevance or like keeping being still relevant on the show. Right. But I, I question, like, if you want to be relevant on the show, you need to show up for the show. And I feel like she handled the reunion the same way she handled the show. Like she was off multiple times and just closed down and didn't participate. And, you know, I think the girls made a comment, like, if you want those checks, you need to show up. And I think that's true. And I think it's kind of gross the way that she made herself relevant by being really fucking shady on the outside of the show, but not really owning it and being on the show, like not pulling her own weight. Yeah, I have to agree. I think that Nini's approach to this show is not about the show. This is not about what is best for the show. Although Andy does say 
that Nini has throughout always advocated for Kenya to be on the show because she feels that it works. But it makes I it sort better. of feel like that will be beneficial to Nini because, of course, you know, her and Kenya clash so much. That's a great storyline and it's great TV. But we do hear a lot about how Nini has strategic friends. Um, we talk about her friendship with Wendy Williams, which Nini kind of sidesteps. Obviously, Wendy Williams is very annoyed with with. Nini for including her on a live that she wasn't supposed to be on or whatever it was. Right. Um, And I think you're right. I think they're right. Nini has strategic friendships. And when those friendships aren't strategic for her in any way, then they're done. Um, And there's just so much revealed to me in this reunion that was all about Nini just trying, as you say, to stay relevant in some way. Absolutely. And I mean, like this jealousy with Candy getting her own show and just all this craziness. Like, I mean, of course, it resulted in like my favorite point of the reunion of all time when Candy (laughs) screams at her and tells her that she's embedded in her motherfucking brain, which was... (laughs) Fucking classic. We did put it on that. We did put it on our Instagram. Yeah, we did. You missed it. Was it was amazing. Um, but I think, but I think Candy's right. Like all, a lot of the other girls have done a lot of other things outside the show, and Candy especially. I mean, Candy was famous before the show. She has a really strong career. She has all this stuff, and I could see why Nini would be a little bit jealous of that because, kind of, without the show, Nini. I mean, Nini's done a few other things. She was on the show Glee here, which was great. Um, Now she has the song out, but it's all kind of because of the show. Like the show was her springboard. Where like with Candy, her talent was her springboard and then she got on the show. So like she's got a lot of other stuff going on. I think but that's always bothered nasty, Nini. man. Well, I think that's always bothered Nini. I think that's at the root of this. Like, she wouldn't be anybody without the show. She wouldn't have any of the stuff that she has without the show. And Candy obviously would. And I think that that really rankles her. And I think it terrifies her. I think she looks around at all she's got and all she's built. And she thinks, fuck, what do I do if I don't have the show? And I think it, she doesn't know who she is. And she's been on this show for years. We're talking like 12, 13 years now of this show. Yeah, That's a long, long time. Through hugely tumultuous periods of her life. Um, right. And I think she's in that very understandable, to a certain extent, hole where she doesn't know who she is without the show. The show is now her life. And I think... Absolutely. All of this string pulling is this desperate need to stay on the show, to be the talking point of the show, to maintain her crown on the show. And actually, I get the feeling that her time is done. I think so as well, because I think everything's kind of half-assed. Like, if Nini was fully in this show, it it would be good. Like, Nini is a presence. I think she likes being kind of the shadow puppet master, in a way, because she can kind of stir up a lot of shit, and then she can react to the shit. But she could just be her, yeah. Like I find that really confusing because she and Greg, like their relationship is great. Like she could be a really great person on the show, but she's yeah. just not. And I think it's she's really stuck in her head about all of it. Yeah, I think it's eaten her soul a little bit. Like I think she's lost her way. She can't see out beyond the show. Um and it's and it seems to be just a little bit too much for her. But also I feel like this Atlanta franchise as a whole could really do with some new blood. Totally. Um, so maybe they will. I mean, they, there is rumors about 
moving Cynthia or reducing her or, you know, who knows what's true. We won't know until the next season airs. But I have no doubt that Bravo will be looking to inject, to make some changes in Atlanta at some point for the next season. Yeah, and I think we're seeing that across all the franchises, really. Like, we're seeing a lot of the old, the kind of original members not being on the show anymore and really injecting some new life. Um, I know, like, on The Real Housewives of Dallas, like, Leanne's gone, so they're bringing in some, like, a new person to kind of fill her role. I think they're bringing on two new people for Dallas. So I think we're seeing some kind of shakeups because, you know, a lot of these old school housewives have a very set storyline that's just kind of played out. Like, it's not a story anymore. It's just their personality and it's not that great. We saw it with Vicky. Yeah, it's hard to maintain the chemistry, right? It's hard to keep that going when you're turning up and doing the same thing year after year. I think there's an inevitability about having to have car shakeups. And I think, you know, with Nina, I think they tried, like, I think they did try to bring in Yovana, mm-hmm. um, you know, but Kim with Fields. Nini there, you're right. But with Nini there, she just doesn't let people in. And and I think I wonder if she was trying to make a point with the show this season that if I'm not there, it's not as good. Um, and and maybe she's that she's not wrong. But I actually think what's happened is if she's half assing it, it's yeah. not as good. If she had gone and somebody else had come in and we could just get rid of that dead weight, then I think this would have been a very different season. So I really hope that they don't kowtow to her. I really hope that they, you know, get rid of her for a season, a couple of seasons, bring somebody in, see how it works. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be forever. She can come back. Um, yeah. But I think her time, I honestly think her time is done. Well, it's like Vicky on the OC, right? Like the ego became too big for the show, right? Like it's an ensemble show. It's got to make it, it has to have room for all the kind of the peach holders or, you know, whatever, like the main people. And when somebody's ego gets too big to allow the other people, it's just not a fun show. Like Vicky towards the end, it's just not fun to watch Vicky anymore. Like there is a reason she's off the show. It's not fun anymore. And I think we're hitting that point with, Nini as well like it's just well, not fun no and nobody wants her that I mean her only ally is Portia right now um and I don't know how long that's gonna last if if what Yovana says is true about right Nini wanting her to spy on Portia too I mean I just don't think Nini's gonna have any real friends in this and I think I don't want Portia to tie her horse to the wrong cart no. to the wrong donkey whatever it, the phrase yeah. is because I fucking love Portia. I love her. Um, I love her sass. I love her wit. She's super smart. I I like some of her insults. Some of her reads were just brilliant. I think at one point she called Eva a thumb with lips because she, (laughs) she called PJ Dennis with a bow, which by the way is exactly what PJ looks like. Um, yeah, but yeah, I love Portia and, and I don't want her to be dragged down by Nini. No, I don't either. And I think that's where we're at with Nini. Like, she's such a negative presence that it really kind of overshadows some of, like, the really great other people on the show. Like, Candy's fabulous. Portia is hilarious. Um, I think Kenya still has a place, as weird as that may sound. I, I agree. Really like I her. think she does. I did feel that Synth... I felt like we didn't get full Cynthia. And I don't know whether it's because she is... 
fired and she just is pissed or whether it's because she's in LA whether it's because right. whether it's the format of the reunion maybe it just didn't suit her but I really felt that she wasn't really in the room no I, I would agree with that she it, she was like a bit player which I don't ever really remember feeling that way about Cynthia before but I felt like kind of like well what is she doing like if Nini's not there and Kenya's not there, how does Cynthia really fit in? I mean, yeah, she's close to Eva. You know, I mean, typically Cynthia is kind of cool with everybody. I think this rift between her and Nini, maybe it's just shaken her to the core. I think it's more she wants to be in LA. Like, that's where yeah. her family is. I think that's where we'll maybe see Cynthia leave the Housewives is because she's decided to stay in LA. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um Let's finish with a little bit of a recap on Snakegate and the entry of Yovana. That bitch. That bitch. So <laughs> the ru- the rumor is, or the the perception is that Yovana posts a picture on Instagram during while they're filming, right. um, and saying she's going to clear the air. I think is what she says or something. Yeah. And then Nini does a kind of exit and and. The theory is that because Yovana's coming on to spill the beans and all the rest of it, she's out of here. Nini doesn't want to listen to it. Um, right. And I have to say, when we hear what Yovana has to say, it seems possible, but unlikely. I just feel What's like unlikely? the old Nini would have stayed and fought. Yeah, I, I feel like... I agree with you on that one. Do I think Nini asked Yovana to kind of get in with the girls and talk shit? 100%, 100%. I do. Yeah, me too. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't no, think there I, ever was a recording. Me too. And record it and do all that. I think she was behind the whole fucking thing. And I think Yovana's telling the truth. I don't think she did record when she said, she, I think she was terrified of Nini, said she'd recorded yeah. and didn't. Because if she had have done, Cynthia's right. We would have heard that audio time and time and time again. Absolutely. It would have been cut in. It never existed. I wish Nini would have stayed because actually I think old Nini would have stayed, fought Yovana on it and gotten all the girls on her side and all hating Yovana. And I think that would have been easy to do because nobody really liked Yovana anyways. No. But I do feel like it's telling, like I just don't think she cares anymore. Yeah. I think that's the thing that Cynthia says, isn't it? It's like when you ask me who I believe... Yovana's here and Nini isn't. And and I think if Nini knows she's beat, then she runs because she's not accountable. She won't right. own it. So I think maybe in this instance, I believe that what Yovana says is true. I don't believe it's all true. I believe that there's no. some little bits and pieces in there that are kind of created to deflect any real blame. I think she was very clear about what she wanted to own up to and what she didn't want to own up to. Yeah. So I'm not sure the whole story was true, but the nuts and bolts of it are that the whole of Snakegate, which by the way, felt like a gazillion seasons ago. Oh um, yeah. I thought it was last season. I totally forgot it even happened. Me too. Was all <laughs> down to Nini that whole time, that whole time. Yeah. I feel like Yovana was lying about like, well, then we really became friends. So I didn't want to do it anymore. Like, I think that was all bullshit. Yeah, I that's think bullshit. you just want to be relevant for another five minutes. But um, yeah, I truly believe Nini was behind the whole thing. I really wish Nini had been on there because that would have been a fight. Like she could have taken her down. Like Nini can handle Yovana. Easily, like, easily. It yeah. would have been joyous to watch. I think the problem is, Yovana, even if, no matter how weak she is, I think she's got receipts. 
And I think yeah. that is the reality. I think she's got actual proof. So unless Nini wanted to own it, she couldn't fight it, you know? Right, and I think right. that's why she walked away. Um, and, and, I, and I think she wouldn't have known that Yovana was coming on because they don't always tell them, you know, they right, often surprise right. them with guests. So I think that that Instagram post gave it away and Nini ran. And I don't like Yovana. She's not, no. I don't care how much she owns up. She was a snaky little bitch. But Nini will forever be harmed by that. Yeah. Yeah, she will. About the not showing up and fighting, I think, yeah. has kind of sealed her fate a bit. I agree. I agree. So we don't know. I mean, who knows what's going to happen next season? Yeah. Um, at the moment, obviously, we don't even know when anything's going to start filming. So I don't know if they'd already started filming. They had started production on Candy's show. So I guess we'll keep our eyes out for that, which I guess is kind of like a Vanderpump Rules-ish show about yeah. old lady gang. Definitely also, different, what did like, you send me the other day about, you were like, oh, this is starting, watch this. I think it was a spin-off, but I can't remember who it was. This is great. Oh, no, chat. that was an old show with Denise Richards. That's what I sent oh, you. It's an old show where she did her own reality show. We can we can talk about that another time. But um, yeah, so I don't know when Candy's show will come on. I suspect coronavirus will have delayed it. Um, but I think some of that stuff will probably start picking up here in the next few months. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, so and we'll we will see. definitely keep an eye on all the news and blogs and things like that. And we'll be posting what we know when we know it. So keep an eye out. And if we hear anything about the upcoming season of Atlanta, then we will definitely let you know. In the meantime, please, please remember that we're here here every week whenever we can be to get you through quarantine um and if you love what you hear then we would be very grateful if you would take a look at our patreon page which is patreon.com slash tv my husband hates um anything that you can spare is just means the world to us Absolutely. Thank you uh, so much for those of you who have already done so as well. You're enjoying some special content and you'll have some new content tomorrow. Is it June the 1st tomorrow? In real life it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 30th today. Oh, it's the 31st tomorrow. It's 31st first tomorrow. is Monday. Two days. So, That's yeah. right. I mean, this Monday is all new if first. you're listening to this in three weeks' time. That <laughs> won't matter at all. You can scratch that. Um, but yes, it will. You get new content every month. And if you spend a little bit more, you get new content weekly. So whatever you That's can right. spare, we would be very grateful. But in the meantime, thank you very much for joining us on this special ending to the longest season ever in Housewives history. Um I don't think either of us are tired, uh, are sad to be hanging up our Atlanta. No, I'm so ready for an Atlanta break. It's <laughs> so unreal. Um, but listen, thank you very much. Uh, and remember... Smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.